everyone. Hello. Paul? Dave, it's Mike. Hey. Oh, Paul's here. Okay. Present. Hey, introduce yourselves. I think this is the first time you've shared the airspace. Yeah, yeah. hey, uh, Wham Bam, thank you fam here. Uh, Mike Vendell. Good to, good to talk to you, Paul. Dave, you. good as always. Mike, good to hear your voice after just text conversations before, so always good to uh, put a voice with a text. <laughs> I agree. That is the, I guess, is that the tagline for Tinder? Yeah, that's, a, that's about, that's the main, the main draw of it, yeah. I'm just oh, is that not what we're doing here? Oh. <laughs> Both have, uh, everyone has a little segment. Mike with the Mets, Paul and I deep dive into Zach Greinke. Um, but should we go over the league first? Just go a little review of where we are? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so let me just – I'll pull up the standings and then we'll go through our current scores. Maybe we can talk about last week if anything stood out. Uh, but – we're talking everyone right now is in the playoffs, so uh, everyone on air. So congrats, guys. Thank you. Congrats to you. I guess I'll congratulate you guys, too. Thank you. Um, you should change your name, Open for Business. You're rising. Fifth place. Yeah. I mean, I'm still open for yeah, business. Yeah, he's, so wants to play. he's still open for business. That's the thing. <laughs> Mike in first. Me hanging on by. Oh, am I? <laughs> you knew this. Um, Lute in second, Jared in third, Patrick reeling in fourth, but having a good week this week, Paul, myself, Keith struggling, going to lose that seven spot, Dan in eighth, second half kind of team, Adam, still seven back of playoffs, and Tom bringing up the rear, but at least he listens, Tom listens to the podcast, so we're happy. Thanks, Tom. Um, anything stand out from the standings right now? Or should I just get right into scores? Um, I'd say it's interesting that, I mean, we technically one through five really have a shot at first. I'm not having a great week. Got a couple close categories. I can maybe stay in the ballpark to make a run, but, uh, it's never been this many people that with uh, that much of a chance to, to claim one of those first two spots, those buys in the playoffs before, at least from what I can remember. Yeah, yeah. I, this is with this late in the season, we're this, within five games, and it's we've played uh, two over two hundred and thirty categories, basically. <laughs> yeah, with only two weeks remaining after uh, tomorrow, very tough time in our league right now. Everyone's biting their nails. Not everybody. Not Tom. <laughs> <laughs> he can um, still snag right. a sleeper. He could. Maybe. I don't know his matchups. Um, all right, so this week, Mike and I are facing off. And, Mike, your pitching deserves an award even before the end of the week. It's kind of scary. Yeah, they're they're pitching really well this week. Um, Hendricks, not so much tonight, but we'll get into that later on. <laughs> um, yeah, they've just all showed up. It was a week, a good sale week. So when I have a good sale week, I have a good week usually. That's. I do have five pitchers going tomorrow. So we'll and see. after tonight, you're probably going to be tied in quality starts and wins. So, 
Yeah, Melanson can finish this one. Uh, open for business next on my list. Speaking of Tom, yeah, it's kind of it's tied, to, uh, Paul. How do you feel about that? Roughly Did it get, is it tied now? Oh yeah, I'm. I I was getting my ass beat early in the week, and now I'm making a run. So my team is uh, all year long has been absolutely atrocious on Sundays. So I'm not holding my breath any, but hoping from what it was down to that I've made a run and at least keep it close to not have a huge loss or maybe squeak out a, a, a narrow victory if possible of stealing a couple of those categories late, but we'll see. Big day tomorrow. Um, Dan, still in striking distance of playoffs, tied with veggie cheesesteaks loot, who's just basically treading water at this point. New team name. That's a good one. <laughs> um... Let's just say, you think Loot should be feared in the playoffs? Yes. If you have if you have Cody Bellinger, you should be yeah. feared. His pitching and, and Alvarez, Jordan Alvarez has been unbelievable. I was trying to trade for him for that uh, for him. Um, Jared, basically same score as you, Paul, to Adam eight six one and Patrick. Was higher. Keith kind of making it look a little interesting here. It was like 11-1, to 1, but 8-4 now. So, big day tomorrow. Could change a lot of things. Um, Paul, can we start with you? Do you have any fun facts to go through? Ooh. Okay. I uh, Yeah, let me pull some stuff up. Um, I've had a, an interesting day today, so just I haven't been able to dive as dive as deep with the, the, the award-winning gift that I sent out to you uh, as I wanted some of this stuff. But I still have some some, some fun things. Um, so uh, my boy, Bo Bichette, that I picked up, uh, Toronto's rookie, son of Dante Bichette, one of the sweet players from back in the Rockies history, uh, had a double in nine straight games, which is not like a rookie record or anything of like that. That's an major league record so to start his career it wasn't the first game but it was like the second game he got his first one but doubled in nine straight games which was an mlb record so that's pretty salty to get that within the first two weeks of your major league career yeah i actually just watched his brother play last night at trenton thunder there you go i thought it was him and i was like there's no way they they sent him down <laughs> that's uh is that uh Dante, Dante Bichette Jr. Yes. Yeah. I thought that Dante Bichette Jr. changed his name to Bo Bichette. I was not aware there was two of them. Oh, yeah. If you had yeah. the name Dante, you should never change it. That's true. And that you should also procreate as much as possible, which he was doing. Yeah, look at his sons. I had no idea he had two. Maybe there's more. That's the whole league in 10 years is going to be 90s players' sons. <laughs> It'll be fun. Yeah, that's, that is a good one. Yeah. Paul, what else? Um, okay. Do you know that no one has won the batting title ever in both leagues in their career? So, another fun fact. So, DJ LeMahieu has a chance. He won in the NL one of those years with his time at the Rockies, and now he's on the running for this year with the Yankees. So, he would be the first person ever to win a batting title in both leagues. That was really fun. That was a fun Is fact. there anybody that has a chance at that? Besides him, going forward, anybody you can uh, think of that's switched uh, leagues recently? Uh, no, but Nobody's maybe think about it. 
Yeah, the back of the mind. Yeah, nothing at the top of mind. Obviously, if people shift around in the off season, that sort of stuff. But yeah, no, nobody comes to mind right off the bat. Giancarlo Stanton, does he have an at bat in the American League? No, Bazinga. Uh, he has like eight. Okay. <laughs> uh, anything else, Paul? These are fun so far. Uh, I just saw some stuff about. Um, Okay, hold on. I took some pictures in our broadcast I was watching today. Hold on. Again, I haven't had a uh... – okay, can you guess the five youngest average age rosters in the MLB right now? Blue Jays. Uh, there you go. That's one. Braves, That's... Braves. Nope, Braves aren't on there. I just like to say Braves. Marlins. Yeah. Nope. Nationals. Uh, I'm just gonna go through it. I'm but, talking, so you should include this team in your guesses. The Royals. Yep, they're the <laughs> third youngest. I can't believe that the Braves aren't. Nope. I'm gonna. It's under. Uh, it's on protest. Okay. Well, you can. Uh, it was a graphic on an MLB broadcast. So. Astros. Nope. Uh, NL West. Uh, Padres. Yep, they have the youngest average age roster in the MLB this season at 26 and 200 days. And then mm. Tor- Toronto is second, Kansas City third. This is uh, Deemer's team. <laughs> the Orioles, because they're essentially a single A. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, the fifth youngest team is NL Central. Red? No, they're old. I know you're you're right. Oh, all right. I just think Votto. Wow, Reds. Yeah, that was fun. Although I'm maybe top ten. Anyway, that was good. Yeah, just something I saw. And then uh, Fernando Tatis has the fourth highest OPS for someone aged twenty or younger in MLB history. Small sample size, I would assume. Well, just age young. Age 20 season young or younger season. So it's only, a, yeah, not a huge amount of people. But A-Rod sure. second on there. He tied with Ted Williams. And then Mel Ott, whoever the hell that is, from 1928 is number one. Where's uh, Andrew Jones on that list? It only went down to five. And under for Tatis, a junior, is Al Kaline. K-Line. K-Line, whatever. 1955, a little before my time. but uh, But, yeah. Nine, uh, he had 967 for his OPS, and that's fifth. Tatis right now is 997. He's so good. Fun facts. I got two fun facts. Wilmer Flores, I was watching the Diamondbacks game for some reason. Was he crying? (laughs) No, that would be a sad fact. Wilmer Flores walks up to bat to the Friends theme song. Okay. Is he searching for friends? Probably. He's giving us the imp- as friends. Maybe he that just is a friend. friend. Hmm. That could be a theme song <laughs> Avail- for our party. Yeah, a friend for hire. Uh, and lastly, tomorrow at Marlins Stadium, Marlins Bark at the Park, brought to you by Tito's Vodka, advertised as vodka for dog people. I've never seen that type of marketing before. Works for me. No one will go. It's at Marlins Stadium. Well, it's a Marlins game, so that's going to be the first. Do they count? 
do the dogs count for attendance? Is that how they boost their numbers in Marlins Park? <laughs> they better be. They're people too. Uh, all right, let's. So, what should we do, Granky? Whatever. If Mike wants to roll with his Mets talk, he can roll with his Mets. I was talk. just gonna name a couple of prospects real quick, just get them let's out of the that. way. All right. Uh, mainly because I wanted to. I was looking at the Blue Jays lineup and I saw it's Bichette, Biggio, and uh, Vlad Jr. So, uh, I picked up Aristides Aquino, who's having a pretty good day today. Um, three three home runs tonight. Uh, five. He had four home runs when I originally started writing about him, but uh, since August first, he has seven home runs in ten games. I was gonna say since August first is nine. Yeah. Uh, so some other prospects that aren't up yet. Uh, Kyle Tucker for Houston, which I know he's definitely on some watch lists in the league. Um. Went three for four with two home runs and five RBIs the other night uh, for AAA. He, he's probably not going to get to the majors anytime soon unless the Astros have an injury. And uh, Louis Robert or Robert for the White Sox, uh, possible call up this year, but definitely going to be on the roster going into next season. Uh, yeah, well, he's, he started the season in single A, and now he's in AAA right now. Rising quickly. Uh, I actually Kyle Tucker on my watch list, just waiting. Yeah, he kind of got leapfrogged by Jordan Alvarez this year because I think he started higher going into the season. Jordan Alvarez is a big man. I watched him. I watched them play once. I don't really watch the Astros that much, but he's a big dude for being so young. Yeah, that's actually who the Aquino reminds me of a little bit. Um, his nickname's the Punisher, and he stands. His stance, he stands facing the pitcher. His body's open towards the pitcher, and then he closes it right before the pitch comes. This is a key yeah. It It's Damn. very intimidating. Reds. Reds making a push. This is interesting. Not this year, but they have a pretty good rotation next year with Bauer, that trade. I guess we could talk about that blockbuster after he threw the ball over the center field wall. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. Um, I heard a baby. Paul, are you with us? Yeah, I'm still here. It was just uh, the wife was putting her down, so I just poked my head out real quick. But, yeah, I'm here. Okay. All right. Just checking. Um, Bauer, Castillo, and then they – Sonny Gray. And I think they have someone else. Oh, Alex Wood. They're not a bad pitching staff heading into next year. No, and Sonny Gray is finally having the year everybody's wanted him to have. Yeah, he didn't do much with the Yankees. He kind of showed some life, but since he was a big call-up or prospect with the A's, we haven't really heard much. No, nothing. Granky, Paul. Let's do it. Let's just talk about how much you love him. You know what? I, <laughs> I, I went into this thinking I'm going to find quotes from him that make him look like a douchebag, and I found quotes that make me like him more. So it's kind of like going backwards. I'm turning into a Granky fan with my in, my research. All right. There we go. Yeah, because you've uh, – I can't remember if it was on a pod or just through text. I think you mentioned him in a pod, and then I started a text conversation of why you were hating on Granky, and it went from there maybe. But, yeah, you did not seem to uh, like him too much. 
He had, let me just, I have like so many quotes here. I won't hit them all for the sake of everyone or anyone that's listening. <laughs> but the quote that got me was, he, I could play for the worst team if they paid me the most. If the last place team offers $200 million and the first place team offers $10, I'm going to go for the $200 million no matter what team it was. He just gives off the impression that he's a dickhead. That's just my take. So, I, I mean, he's a very good pitcher on the field. I just didn't like his personality. But The Athletic just had an article, and I was reading through it, but it was just like an open interview with Diamondbacks players that were sad to see him go, and they were just talking about him. And I'm telling you, these quotes, I might have to send some to you guys through text, or if anyone wants them that's listening. But it was really, really funny. Um, like Alex Avila had a lot to say, apparently. It says, you always have to understand that he's going to be who he is, regardless of who he's talking to. It doesn't matter. If he ends up walking away from a conversation because he thinks it's over and you're not sure yet, it's just the way it is. <laughs> That's just how he is. He's a weirdo. He just, apparently he's awkward and blunt. Just tells them the truth. Yeah, because uh, back in the Royals day, he took a year off, and he was going to make a comeback like a, like a Rick Ankeel sort of thing, come back as a position player because he just want to didn't want to pitch. And he he kind of found he had social anxiety and got some medicine and that sort of stuff. And then, um, yeah, kind of came back, and that's when he had his a year after that he had his Cy Young year with the Royals, and then kind of rest has been just a solid like top top tier solid starter for the rest of his career up until now. He's so good on the field, um, and. Based on this article I'm reading, the teammates loved him, so that's, I guess, all you need to know is that he's a good person in the dugout. Yeah, because the, the, what sparked this uh, as a segment was, I, I don't know if I sent it to the group or just you, or maybe that the, the, I think the article when you're reading is about the one where this is his year cementing a Hall of Fame career if he didn't have it already. So I didn't get a chance to read it. I don't subscribe to The Athletic, but I saw it because that guy that, that writes – uh, for the athletic used to be the beat writer for the Royals at a local paper there in Kansas city has kind of progressed on his career. So I still follow him on Twitter, but yeah, so that kind of sparked it. I knew you kind of had your, your background of him and not liking him, but I mean, he's just one of those guys that like is what it is. And he's just a solid, solid pitcher. I mean, the only thing is the, the postseason success. He hasn't had too much. I, I, I didn't dive into his postseason numbers. So I'm going to something to look at later. Um, but his regular season numbers are there for sure. Yeah, I actually have him up. Sorry, Mike. It's all good. How you doing? I'm good. I just wanted to say for Granky, the he might be one of the last pitchers that gets over 200 wins. Forget about 300 wins. That's a good because he's at one. Uh, I think 198 right now, and there's not going to be many with how pitching is headed that are going to get to that number. Yeah, it's a good call, Mike. I mean, we all can get to that Roy Halladay 203. Uh, update, Mets just tied the game in the eighth inning. Was that what that, Again. that ding was? How excited are yeah. you? Yeah, Luis Guillaume. Oh, Luis, come so, okay. clutch. Marlins just tied it in the ninth against the Braves, 6-6, but a play at the plate stopped the walk-off. Was it Acuna? No, it was Adam Duvall. Oh, I just dropped him. Yeah, he's a... Uh... He's okay. He's serviceable. So, Paul, you think Granky's a Hall of Fame pitcher? 
I would say yes, based off regular season numbers. Again, he, he hasn't been on like a World Series winning team. Um, I don't and I don't know his like win losses, his kind of splits in the postseason, but that would be something to kind of dive deeper in. But again, with regular season alone, he's been so solid for such a long period of time. And then like what Mike just said, the numbers that he'll have comparatively speaking to a lot of the pitchers in his era are gonna be better, the ones that were right after him, sort of thing. So um, I'm looking through his numbers. I pulled up a comparison here. Um, I'm just going to name names, see if you think they're Hall of Famers. Uh, Max Scherzer. Yes. I'd say, yeah, probably, especially if he keeps, continues his same route. Yeah, that's all these guys, if they're active, it's going to be, if they can stay healthy, probably most of them. Um, CC Sabathia. He's tailed off so much because he's trying to hang on, but in his beginning of his career, he was he was good. Yeah, I I just can't help but remember that season with Milwaukee where they got him and he pitched. It felt like every three days down the stretch for them. Yeah, yeah, and he has he has some postseason experience and wins and rings and that sort of stuff. So does he? He has, he has a ring with one well, of his time in the Yankees, right? Or no? I don't know if he arrived after that that one. That, li- that last one. Um, but that Brewers year was awesome. Like, he was a trade deadline. Yep. Or a little bit before that. He was yeah, and they the just wrote – and he they knew he was leaving after that year, and they rode him the whole season. He was like, all right, let's <laughs> go. Um, Clayton Kershaw. I think so. I'd say, yeah. Especially if yeah, the Dodgers can find a way to win, win a World Series while he's there. They're winning it this year. Mark it down. Think so? Mark it down, fellas. Uh, they're due. Dude, Kershaw, you, you guys should go look at Kershaw's numbers when you get a chance. He's definitely in. So Scherzer and Kershaw have both been pitching for 12 years. Um, Granke has been in the league for 16. Sabathia, I think, is 18 or 19. Um and Scherzer has given up 793 earned runs over that 12-year span. Kershaw, same 12 years, 597 Wow. Yeah, his, his ERA is so left. low every year. It's crazy when he was on. 2.4 over a 12-year span. Yeah. He's basically an entire run less than all the pitchers I've named. Yeah. And that's just regular season. Like, his postseason numbers are insane as well. They've gotten better, right? Because he was struggling early, yeah. I think, in his career. Yeah. But you're right. Lately, he's been better. But those – it's unbelievable. I know this, we're trying to talk about Granky, but I'm just looking at Kershaw here. Jeez. Um, but Granky compares a lot right now to, like – I have Mike Mussina up here, too, because he was in the league for 18 years. That's what – I was going to – I was wondering what his numbers were because we just talked about him making the Hall of Fame with kind of subpar Hall of Fame numbers. Yeah, he has the highest ERA that out of these pitchers that I've mentioned, uh, three six eight over the nineteen years. Um, his longevity is what's really good. Five hundred and thirty seven starts, innings pitched. He's t- Sabathia's right with him. A lot of these numbers with Mussina, um, Grank- but Granky Granky has a Cy Young. Mussina doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean that helped Halliday. Halliday had a one or two Cy Youngs, I forget. Um, but no, I, I would agree. I would say Granky is a 
I don't know about first ballot, but no, would get votes. I would go first ballot, but and he's had a string of Gold Gloves too for the past five years. He's been a Gold Glove winning pitcher, so yep, add that, uh, and he can actually hit a little bit. Not the, he's a good he like, apparently he's a good hitter. Uh-huh, he's real. Good. I don't really watch. I mean, real good he pitching standpoint. Um. So yeah, I would say well, let's monitor him. He he thinks he doesn't have much left in the time. He's signed through 2021, so he has two more years after this with the Astros. And I looked at Verlander. He's there for two more years as well. So they have those two at the top of the rotation for the next two years with that lineup. It's just the Astros are going to be scary forever. Yeah, and if that Astros team wins multiple or even just one more World Series, you figure Verlander and Granke, that's going to help both their cases. For sure. Oh, yeah. Well, Verlander might get a Cy Young this year. Very well said. Uh, Dodgers take down the Astros in the World Series. Six games. You heard it here first. Astros have to get by the Yankees. That's going to be hard. And the Twins. Are... Uh, twins might not even win the Central. Cleveland caught them last night. Um, Mike. Dave. Talk about the Mets. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. They're the hottest team right now. Yeah, so uh, this team, I would say probably their best hitter last year was who? Brandon Nimmo, you think? I'm trying not to laugh, but yeah. <laughs> he probably, yeah. So they don't have him this year. Uh, they lost Cespedes to a, a hole in the ground. Um, they were 40 and 50 going into the All-Star break. They've won 20 to 26. Uh, Conforto, who's on Testa's team, he just hit his 100th home run uh, for his career before turning 27 which was he's uh, only the third Met to do that since uh, Strawberry and David Wright. Uh, Jeff McNeil, who's Patrick has, he's the fastest Met to 200 hits in a career. Uh, it was previously Dave Magden, 667 at-bats. McNeil did it in 599. Uh, Pete Alonzo, my boy, one away from tying the rookie National League home run record set by Bellinger. Um but he's on pace for 53, which would break the league rookie record uh, set by Aaron Judge in 2017 of 52. Uh, they're going to be tested the rest of the way. Ten of their next 11 series, including the series they're in right now with the Nats, are against teams with a winning record. Yeah, I know they play the Braves two upcoming series uh, next week and the week after. So they do play higher caliber teams. They took care of business, though. They beat the Marlins pretty heavily. You know, Handling. Yeah, they beat. They played. They had a good stretch against teams that they should beat, and they actually finished them off. So the White Sox, they beat up on the White Sox, the Marlins, but every game was right down to the wire, as typical Mets fashion. Um, shout out to Dave Magadan. Great. Pull. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Mets have been fun. So last night. Todd Frazier hit a three-run home run off Sean Doolittle, my closer. I was really excited. But yeah, that's I, like the six deg- the six degrees of Dave will pay. You could do that with Sean Doolittle and <laughs> Todd Frazier. Yeah. So Paul doesn't know this little. Uh, I guess a humble brag here, Paul. I played with those two in like an All-Star game from New Jersey. Nice. And I saw that matchup, so Doolittle was on my team, and he was pitching. I was playing third base and praying not to hit it to me. Frazier was up. It was You could tell it was a major league matchup. Frazier was fouling balls off. 
Doolittle's throwing like 94 as a lefty. And he was fouling them off and like getting angry, like screaming. They had a pass. You could see it. They were seniors in high school. And he ended up flying out to deep center and like threw the bat and yelled. And then last night, I see that he hit a three run homer in the Major League Baseball. A huge, huge moment. And I was like, wow, that was kind of cool. It brought me back to that moment of pissing my pants if he hit it to me. <laughs> that is a nice delve into the history of Dave LaPay right there. Also, you can tell by the bat flip. The, the the little extra history. I have to. I I don't see the Nats games because they're blacked out here. Um, I have not seen the replay, so I will do it after this. I was just kind of caught up in it last night, but I have to watch it. Yes, and then they proceeded to disrobe Michael Conforto after he hit a walk off. <laughs> Who did that, Tyler? They, uh, they it was a uh, McNeil, Alonzo, J.D. Davis. They all were just swarming him. I saw on their Twitter or Instagram they said like something about a polar bear attack and they had a picture of Conforto with his jersey ripped like basically ripped off of him. So you know, Alonzo was involved in that. <laughs> a subreddit group called Suddenly Gay, like accidentally gay. Whoops. Hey now. Take leave the leave the polar bear alone, okay? You're the one that loves bears, Steve. All right. Start rumors here. Pete Alonzo needs to stop hitting home runs against my team this year or this week. I can't. I can't do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> now he gets two more. Um, anything else with the Mets? It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty fun to watch. I, 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 you know, I root for them. Yeah, they're. There. I mean, JD Davis is up with the bases loaded right now in the bottom of the eighth. So this could be good for the Mets and bad for my team. <laughs> good for me. That'd be good. Or he'll K. Um, anything else for the good of the group? We're at. Uh, we made it to 30 minutes, guys. Anything? Any music? Anything else? Worth? There was just one other one other quick story I had, which I don't know if anybody saw it or if it was on Facebook or anything like that. Um, this kid, Nathan Patterson, signed with the Oakland A's uh, after throwing 96 in a fan contest at a Rockies game. What? And uh, yeah. he, he had gotten on the radar of the A's because he had did the same thing at a AAA affiliate of theirs in Nashville last year. Nice. I saw that. I saw the story. I didn't. Re- I thought it was strange. He was at a Rockies game, and then the A's were the ones that ended up giving him uh, yeah. a minor league contract. But I guess that makes sense that the A's had kind of been on him since he had been something at their minor league ballpark. Yeah. I just. I thought maybe there was an A's scout just sitting at the fast pitch machine. <laughs> yeah, they go. Yeah, they go to some batting cages for their for some new hitters sometimes <laughs> on the weekends. <laughs> Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. Find that talent where they are. Evan Gaddis was a janitor. <laughs> there we go. Did anybody see uh, Brett Gardner get tossed again last night? That was. Oh, okay, talk about that. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know why. Well, so he did his weird hit the bat on top of the dugout thing. Um, it's the Gardner, then, the Gardner special. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna call it the Gardner special. I like that. Um, so he he did that, but then he stopped, and he, it wasn't even about him. It was somebody else struck out by a bad strike call, and then the first pitch for the next guy, same sort of thing. So the guys, and I, I can't even remember who it was, but he was sitting next to Gardner, and he starts going off, but the umpire just looks in the dugout and and like does a ejection, you know, motion like tossing somebody, and and Boone comes out and is like, "What did, did me? I didn't say like who's who's getting ejected," and the guy goes Gardner, and then he comes out of the, the dugout and goes, "I didn't say anything," and he just goes ballistic just yelling at people and everything that he got tossed because he didn't say anything and the umpire thought it was him saying shit 
if I was an umpire and I saw Brett Gardner hitting the bat against the dugout like that, I think I'd throw him out just on principle. I don't want that man around me fearing for my safety. Yeah, it's a precaution at that point. Just get him out of there. <laughs> well, he is a he is a fucking savage in that box, so you got to watch out. <laughs> no, he's a savage in the Full dugout. I mean, he's not in the box. <laughs> yeah. On Sundays, he hits. Uh, well, thank you. For, I didn't realize why he got thrown out like that, so that's good. I didn't know he was doing that thing again. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. That was fun. Yeah. Good time. I will, good time uh, had by all. I'll try and edit it. I'll get it out by tomorrow for us to re-listen to it. Us and uh, maybe Tom. Yeah, until he throws his shit down. God, stop! Keep my name out your mouth. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, now now we lost him. If he listens this far, it's done. It's done. Uh, Tom, well, stay fuck. with us. Ramos. Uh, oh, warning track. Sorry. Oh, Davis. No, Davis hit a sack fly. They're up four three going into the ninth. Why? Oh, and before we leave, Shane Green sucks. I hate him, Dave. Oh, my God. What is happening? Since he's come to the Braves, he's just been terrible. Black hole for everybody's career. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I say. (laughs) Um, All right, guys. Well, good luck tomorrow, Paul. Not you, Mike. You too, Dave. (laughs) All right. Later, (laughs) fellas. See you.